With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, here we are. Fine Friday afternoon. John Corby show in the midst of all this crazy pop-up storm weather in central Ohio. With so many people in excess of like 25,000 people, give or take, uh, without power right now from AEP. Sun pops out right here in Grandview. Crazy. John and Joe will be back on Monday. Josh sees is over there. Later, we'll talk to Cheryl Harrison from Drink Up Columbus about beer, because it seems appropriate, maybe some whiskey. And this old bottle of tequila that I'd forgotten about that I've had for more than 25 years, I want to know if it's good or not good anymore. How's the worm? Is the worm still there? It looks like it's all in one piece. I've yet to open it, but it's floating around in there. So so it's not like, you know, been dissolved like in... No, it looks like there's little flecks of stuff in the bottle, but I don't know if that's the the, the worm degrading or if that was already that way. I, worm I don't know. Degradation. That's the first time that's been mentioned on this station. Well, I'm here to help. And it's a mealworm, so if it wasn't like soaking in tequila, I could give it to the turtle. The, the box turtle loves mealworms, but the problem is it's dead and it's also soaked in tequila, so there is that. I'm sure the box turtle would love a little buzz on a Friday night. You know what kind of trouble I could possibly get into for getting a box turtle liquored up? No one would know. I was just going to say, who's going to know? You're not going to put. Sure. You're not going to be with those idiots that puts it on Facebook or whatever. That's exactly right. And what's the deal, by the way? Yesterday it was a uh, two cows. Well, I should say a heifer and a bull were running loose, uh, escaped or something. I don't know. Columbus police were actually looking to try to find the owner of those. I guess you don't chip them if somebody let them out or whatever. And then today, apparently, there's a, not a chimp but a little monkey uh, that's on the run. A bonobo monkey on the run around In Muirfield. Muirfield. Which uh, is not a Josh. Uh, I love the zoo, but apparently you've had a conversation with yeah. the primate people at the, the Columbus Zoo. So the bonobos are, are nothing to be afraid of, right? Now, the bonobo. If it was a chimpanzee, you turn and run and get the hell out of they're there. They're crazy strong. The chimp. exactly a bonobo is still a strong uh, great ape, but they're they're a docile ape. They're very intelligent. They're they they show they're they're not aggressive. So if you do come across the bonobo in Dublin, if you're out there, if you know you're hanging out. Getting ready to tee off at Muirfield. Do we and know the its name? No, we don't know its name. Will but it just, come if you call? I don't know. Do do not do harm because they do no harm to you. The, well, you shouldn't do harm to the monkey anyway. Well, I mean, what does a monkey unless it's attacking you? What what possible reason do you have to harm a monkey? That's the point. Talking to the keepers up there, the bonobos will not attack you. They are very docile, loving creatures. So just. Chill out. Don't freak out if you see the bonobo. I, I can see myself becoming a cautionary tale because, I, I, I mean, I, like the bull yesterday, though young and looking a little peaked inside, the, it looked like a horse trailer the Columbus police had there. I'd be like, hey, they're a cow, and then it would have been the end of me because bulls are powerful and crazy. i got some other stuff to get to as well. It's Corby's show. He and Joe will be back on Monday. Hopefully they've enjoyed their vacation. A couple days left. I'm not trying to end it for them prematurely. Sterling, glad to be here. Glad you're here, too. Josh is over there. And we did the smallmouth uh, Bass Brother thing earlier. We made a, a 
conversation about you may have heard well you'll hear it again after six if you missed it because you get a two days doses of that uh the, the thing that came up and later by the way 435 i got the big deal or no big deal a couple stories we'll figure out if there's something or nothing uh cheryl harrison talking drink up uh, columbus and beers and, and uh, whiskey and whatever else we can come up with with questions for her uh after five o'clock and the birthday game at 535 but here's what came up when we were out to eat earlier and it's also ironically tied into Oklahoma City Thunder's uh, Andre Robertson, who just signed this crazy $30 million contract. And I don't care how much money you make or don't make. Uh, tipping should be standard no matter how you look at it. Now, if you're in the service industry or, or if you're like, you know, anybody going out to grab something to eat at any given time, I'm just kind of curious if, in fact, you how, how you tip. And what I mean by that is because Josh was, was questioning, and it never occurred to me, as to whether or not I would tip pre-tax or post-tax dollars on, on a tab at the bar or a restaurant. Uh, and I now I'm wondering if I'm tipping incorrectly or otherwise. I always just look at that bottom line number and go, okay, well, 20%, 18 somewhere in that realm, depending, unless it's crap service or uh, or what have you. So, I, I mean, when did you start, Josh, trying to figure that out? I'm just wondering if anybody else, how they go with that. And then if you feel bad, do you sti- stiff somebody if it's crap service, or, or, or how do you do it? Because I've been accused of, of over-tipping on, on all too regular basis. 821-WTVN, 800-610-WTVN. You can also follow along on Twitter, at Sterling Radio. It was about a decade ago in my mid-20s when I was a poor, you know, post-college student, and I hadn't gotten into broadcasting because delusionally enough, I thought this was going to take care of all my money problems. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I went, yeah. I, I just, I realized that why would I tip on the total? Because the subtotal is the goods and services you paid for. Right. The rest is tax. There's nothing to tip them on. They did, the, they did not provide a good or service for me for the tax. But what is taxed, right? I mean, unless it's to go, you're taxed on what? You're taxed on your beverages, beverages. your food. Fountain drinks, right? Or alcohol. Yeah, it, yeah. All beverage, any beverage is, is taxed if it's brought so to you. So it's pennies generally, unless you're buying that crazy $500 but bottle But sales tax in liquor. Franklin County is 7.5%. So, like, if we... You go out and spend, say, $49 on lunch, you're paying $3.58, $3.60. You wouldn't just throw down like 15 20 bucks as a tip and not worry about it, depending? No, I will calculate it based on, I'll give them 20% or whatever based on the subtotal. Right. And is 20% then high or is that low? I think, I think 20%, it depends on what it is. I also have a different philosophy when it comes to barbers and bartenders. My barber and my bartenders get 30% because that's a very personal service. Right. That is a little more personalized than just saying, you know, someone bringing me uh, food or whatever at a restaurant. So, but 20% is my standard and when I'm out to eat and 30% at bars and barbers. Right. And by the way, you know how I know I'm right about this? Like, cause we, I figured this out. We went to Olive Garden and they've got the little thing at the table now where you swipe your card at the Olive Garden. So they don't, they don't have to take it up. You just do it right there sure. and you pick your percentage. And so I, I watched how they did it and I said, okay, I'm going to tip 20% on this bill. And I looked down and then in my phone, I took my calculator and I said, well, let's see if it's based on tax or subtotal. It was 20% of the subtotal. So even the restaurants, when they have it built in, right. are tipping you on your subtotal. See, I had never thought about it. And I'm, I'm waffling a little bit about this this Andre Robertson thing, and he's getting griefy. First of all, he's buying a, almost a, it was a 487.13 cent uh, bottle of alcohol. 
uh, at, at a club or whatever, but he bought it at the bar, wasn't served directly to his table or whatever else. He tipped just shy of 14 bucks to make it a, a, an even 500 on his credit card. Somebody tweeted it, which is pretty weak, really, when you think about it. And, and everybody's whining, well, he makes so much money, he should tip more. Now, initially, I'm thinking, well, you go up to the bar... You, th- you know, if I'm going to get a beer or a couple beers for friends or whatever, we're up, you know, maybe I'll throw a twenty down or whatever it is, and I'm not worried about much change depending on the amount. And and they'll see me later and probably look at me and give me a nod and, and give me better service, and, and that way I don't have to think about stuff. Thirteen, fourteen bucks seems really cheap on a five hundred dollar bottle of booze. I'll grant you, but all they did was grab it. They didn't even open it. They were like, "Here's your bottle." So I, I, I'm torn on that. I don't even know exactly how to to think about that because part of me goes. That's not a bad tip for really all you did was turn around, grab something off the shelf, and hand it to somebody. On the other hand, I think it's five hundred bucks almost for the bottle. Why not cough up fifty? You know, I mean, what, what, fifty bucks? Seventy-five dollars. Seventy bucks. About seventy-five bucks would be fifteen percent. What would you have done, Mister Pre-Tax Dollar? I would just give him a twenty-dollar bill and not worried about. Not worried about. It. Here, thanks for grabbing that. So glass bottle six and bucks hand it more or what have you? Yeah, yeah. I think it's unfair. He's getting beat down as a result of this tip. I, I really do. Aside from the fact that there's a lack of class, somebody deciding to like somehow make it public knowledge what he was doing. What do you think? Eight two one WTVN eight hundred six ten WTVN. The phone number. Your chance to get interactive that way as well. It, it's a it's a weird animal. I, I mean, I've been places where, and the girl I was with last well, for any period of time regularly well you're tipping too much or, or and it's not like i'm throwing hundreds around you know when i get like you know a hot dog and a, and a soda someplace but I, I mean 15 20 percent's not bad for somebody who's making what effectively probably minimum wage or whatever else that they're getting uh, to go out there and serve somebody unless it's crap service and even then i i just go low i don't stiff anybody I've had friends who work in the service industry, in restaurants, uh, in bars. I have friends who are in that business as proprietors as well, entrepreneurs. And, and I mean, I know these people work hard. they got to deal with a lot of different uh, individuals, uh, and it can be stressful, and it's often a thankless job or what have you. I mean, we all make career choices, but how, how do you do, go about doing that? The problem that I've had, and I've mentioned this before, is where I've gotten I've gotten it out of – well, now it's John Glenn International Airport, but formerly – Port Columbus, where I've been there, and the coffee stand there, and they'll have that cup, and, they, and I was told, "Hey, co- you know, tips are appreciated." Before I've had a chance to even get my coffee, I'm like, "Who are you to tell me I should just get my coffee? I was going to tip, and I would have tipped well. Don't tell me what I need to be doing. That's a weird kind of deal, and I see that more and more." Eight two one WTVN eight hundred six ten WTVN Scott Jennings. It's always nice when the power goes out, and I didn't know I had to reset the phone stuff in this room to the studio, that all these people are waiting on hold, and they just think I'm a jerk for not taking the call. It wasn't deliberate. Technology is not always my friend. Sterling for Corby, News Radio 610 WTV. And Matt, let's get you in here real quick before your 430 report. I appreciate you holding. We've been talking about tipping and so forth. What's going on, Matt? Not much. First of all, the tequila thing, that's good. You're right. I mean, it's good. The tequila's still good. Okay. It's a bartender. Okay. Four years. And what about that so, worm? But what is it? Is it degrading in there? I'm guessing, or whatever else. I gotta know. No, no, no. You you only feel it from the like the top of your throat down to about the top of your sternum. The rest of it's easy. <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, I, oh, I, I believe I, it. I'm just saying it looks like it's falling apart or flaking off in the tequila now. So that's know. even more healthy. All right, um, I'll try it. We'll see if I recover. Don't tip on taxes. 
Okay. Don't chip on taxes. See, it Let never it even occurred to me. I've never even looked at that. I've been giving away well, more you know money what? than I, I should. I guess the X is know, right. I'm an idiot. I've been throwing away way too much cash. You know, can you know how taxes are? They kind of sneak it in there on the backside. That damn man. Damn the man. That's exactly now, and the right. guy that uh, bought the what, what the player who bought the expensive bottle of liquor. Yes. When you go to a bar and want to buy a fifth of liquor, they... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Have to charge you their going rate for a regular drink times, I don't know, What's in 20, the 22 ounces. Right. And, and, you know, for that to be on a big deal to be on the Internet or whatnot, that's garbage. Come on. Yeah, see, I, I agree. I'm glad you think the same way. Matt, I appreciate the call on the inside. The guy who works in the business. But, I mean, how weak is that? You, you go someplace and somebody takes your check. That's how people get their, their information lifted and, and who knows what kind of weird stuff going on. The news had to be a little late. I'm sorry. Mr. Jennings has that on top of all the weather issues and traffic. We'll come back. The birthday game coming up a little bit later. Big deal, no big deal. Next with Sterling and for Corby. News Radio 610 WTVN. News Radio 610 WTVN. It's Sterling hanging around. Glad you're here. Beautiful Friday afternoon as the sun once again posts. Folks through here on the edge of Grandview and Columbus and hanging out. Corby and Joe Bradley back on Monday. Storm still popping up. We'll be all over it because that's what we do at your severe weather station. News Radio 610 WTVN. Glad you're along. Later, Cheryl Harrison from Drink Up Columbus going to talk uh, beers and liquors with us and other stuff. Birthday game at 535. Uh, got the smallmouth Bass Brothers coming up later, too. But now it's time for big deal or no big deal. And uh, see, I see I'm torn. This is new to me. Uh, so I'm going to go serious first, and it ties into conversation yesterday, Josh. Okay. I talked about yesterday the Middletown uh, City Commissioner uh, that says that they will uh, really, in his goal, no longer have emergency responders show up if people have OD'd at a certain address or whatever else. Like the mm-hmm. second time, they don't want, they don't want anybody to show up because he figures you're, you're costing too much money and you're, it's no good. Out of that same area, Butler County, Ohio, headline this, you can see at 10TV.com too. Ohio Sheriff, uh, it's uh, Richard K. Jones, by the way, won't let deputies carry Narcan citing safety. That's an ongoing issue. So in other words, he's saying that he's afraid because sometimes these people who have OD'd wake up and they're hacked off. They're, they're angry. They're uh, you know crazy uh, about the fact that they're no longer high, even though they were going to likely die as a result of that behavior and activity. And the sheriff may have sa- saved them, that deputy. It's dangerous because you don't know how they're going to react, and there's all kinds of other assorted things that they're dealing with. So is it a big deal or no big deal that a sheriff is not letting deputies in this crisis, this epidemic of opioid and heroin abuse and and addiction, uh, carry Narcan, which is a life-saving tool? That's a Butler County sheriff? Yes. Yeah, he he makes a lot of noise. Uh, He's... He fancies himself a political figure more than a sheriff. Here's an t- ad in addendum to this. Okay. 192 people last year died of overdose deaths there in that county, uh, right there just as a result of that. I think it's a big deal because if you are in law enforcement, you are there to protect and serve your community. And if you have the – because how many times have we seen situations where there's been outrage or there's been protest because – 
the police are involved in something and somebody and they don't get the medics there right away. They let the guy lay there for 10 minutes before they call the squad car. If you're an officer and you have the chance to save a life, you're a sheriff's deputy, uh, whatever, and that ability is taken away from you. I think that's a really big deal. And I think that's I think that's the sheriff trying to make score some political points. I really do. I even though he can claim officer safety, you can claim a lot of things in the name of officer safety. But I think most men and women who are awesome and brave who strap on the uniform know the risks. I think it's a big deal and it's a bad decision. All right, fair enough. Now uh, I'm I'm torn. This is a very strange headline. Uh, it, it is a change in the world as we know it. And there's a little deviance and uh, dysfunction, I think, is a part of it, too. But I'm going to go with this one from Barstool uh, Sports. Do you but... think that's a big deal, by the way, the last Oh, I think, yeah, I, I think it's a big deal if you're the guy or girl who's OD'd or a family member who's not going to be able to get ha- help as fast as they could when the sheriff shows right. up instead of just, you know, an EMT or whatever else. So, yeah, in that regard, you just hope that uh, those who are with the person who may have OD'd have uh, some of that Narcan themselves or there's going to be uh, even more people as this record-breaking death total continues to climb around the state and in the uh, country for that matter. So that's a big deal. Uh, a man in Japan bought a sex doll when his marriage grew boring. <laughs> he fell in – this is the headline – fell in love with the doll and now lives a wonderful life. So there's a couple of things here. One, that the technology exists where someone can have something that at least, for all intents and purposes, aesthetically and minimal function, uh, is like the significant other. Uh, But it's kind of creepy and strange and uncomfortable, and that's bad. And this guy's 45 years old, by the way. I think it's no big deal because I still have faith in humanity that as a species we are not going to choose – inanimate objects or AI, artificial intelligence, even to serve our emotional needs. I understand those devices can be temporarily handy if you're a lonely person and can't get a date. But as far as falling in love, no, absolutely not. So I'm going to say no big deal. Cause temporarily I still, handy. Yeah. They can, faith in humanity can be restored. I, I'm, going, I'm going no big deal. I say it's a big deal in the big picture because... This is maybe these are people who shouldn't be actually in in the uh, you know the continuing to propagate the population mode. If they're going to fall in love with this doll and have a great so-called relationship, maybe they shouldn't be breeding anyway. But I think there's something really sad about the fact that it's this doll that is taking the place of like a living, breathing, significant other or date for the evening or something else. It's kind of weird either way. Uh, now this is a combination of headlines, and, and I, I look. I'm just filling in. I'll do whatever I want here. I'm making up the rules of this big deal or no big deal uh, deal. So uh, yesterday, headline, bull and heifer on the loose, and Columbus police were looking for the owner uh, because they escaped or were let go. Today, Muirfield Association warning residents and Dublin police looking around to try to find and reunite this large bonobo monkey uh, on the loose in Dublin. Big deal or no big deal, these uh, wild creatures and and, uh, exotic pets roaming central Ohio. I don't think it's a big deal because every time, you know, I heard it, what was it, last summer there was a, the big cat and pal that no one could f- prove. I, I I don't know, man. I think people see things and their their imaginations get overworked. I'm going no big deal. 
And please, even if it is an actual thing and this isn't the figment of someone's imagination, don't harm the bonobo. They're delicate, docile creatures. Anyone at the Columbus Zoo will tell you that. Love the monkey. Don't hurt the monkey is what I say. It's not a big deal as long as it doesn't turn into another guy who has a big whole farm full of exotic animals that they rescue, decides to turn the gun on himself and let all the animals go first. That is a big deal. This particular thing, not so much. Josh, how's Terry Francona? Terry Francona, we got an update on him. He's uh, He's going to be better. He's going to be better. They, they, you know, they have been monitoring him while well, he underwent a procedure, and uh, they, f- they think they got it figured out that irregular heartbeat. That's not good stuff. You don't want to monkey around with that. No, not, no, uh, you, not, you not trying to play don't. off words of the no, last. No, you, you got to get that fixed. Uh, you know, whether it's a pacemaker or whatever else, we don't have the details of what it is. We just want the guy to be That's all right. right. I mean, baseball, big business or otherwise, but I don't care if you're pushing a broom or if you know. You're working in a hospital. The bottom line is you got to get yourself fixed up before you go do other and stuff. I, and speaking of uh, Cleveland Indian related matters, you know the Clippers here in town are the Indians farm team, Triple A team. Mm-hmm. Sterling, they lost twenty-one to one last night. Yeah, I would say a football score. to one. Danny Salazar got rocked again. I mean, it was. I can't remember the last time I saw the Clippers lose by 20 runs. I'm just throwing that out there. The only way it could have been better is if it was a dog-a-dog night. Diamond dog? Diamond dog, yeah. That's it, yeah. Diamond dog. I don't know what I said, I know but what you know said. what I meant. So, I, yeah, I feel yeah. But yeah, I mean, that, that's not a good thing when you get hammered like that. No. So you go another couple of days and try it again. Sterling hanging out in for Corby. Josh over there. Just trying to give Graham Rahal some love here, brother. Nothing wrong with that. Is Letterman still a part of that ownership group, or did he beg out of that? I don't know. I don't know. All right. Corby's Probably. back Monday with Joe Bradley. We're here making sense of stuff as best we can. We're waiting to, about 5.06, we'll talk to Cheryl Harrison from Drink Up Columbus, uh, although I'm waiting to ping back on emails or, tw- or a text with her to make sure that we have the right numbers and everything else. So, Cheryl, if, if you haven't che- check your emails, what I'm trying to tell you. I want to find out about the liquor and beer stuff, and we talked about tipping and some other things as well. Uh, I, I'm just, you know, this is a sort of a weird deal. I, I want to know, this, what, what do you do if you come across like a cow just roaming around or, or, or a monkey ro- running around? I, I mean, as long as they're not aggressively coming at you. I, I mean, th- that's kind of a weird animal, uh, literally and figuratively. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm Mr. Like, get involved, run, you know, run in with nature kind of guy, and sometimes I, I've not been the smartest with it. I've I, I mentioned in the past about... When I ran into a raccoon, I didn't run it over. I hit it with my car. It was knocked out. Uh, it was late at night. I was, had not been driving but a couple of years at that point. I, I was on the way home from work. I felt bad. I pulled over. I found it. It wasn't bleeding out. It, it was not yet dead, so I put it in a box in the back seat of my car, and, and then the thing woke up, probably a little hacked off with a headache. Who knows what other internal injuries this thing might have had, and the thing w- decided that uh, it didn't want to be in the back seat anymore, climbed up on the back of it, and, and I, I like panicked. I turned on the overhead light, and Thankfully, it didn't attack me. I'm not trying to get rabies shots or something. So, I mean, that was maybe a bad choice on my part, dealing with the raccoon. And then when I got to the house, the idiot that I was at the time, I'm like, well, maybe, you know, it'll calm down. I want like a piece of apple or something. So I go in the house, I chop up an apple and try to give it the apple. And it's like, hell no. And, you know, jumps off the car and runs into the neighbor's yard. And then away it went, whether it died immediately or otherwise. It could have had a whole family with little baby raccoons. I don't know. But my recommendation is don't do that if you run into you know a monkey, this thing in Muirfield, this uh, whatever it is, this is baboon or whatever it is. Uh, what is it, a, a monobo? Bonobo. Bonobo. Baby. Real sweet but big monkey. Yeah, they are a big critter, but the, again, the keepers at the zoo tell me they're docile. They're, they're not like chimpanzees. They won't bite your face off.
Yeah, nobody wants that. I, I'm against the face being bitten off, just generally speaking. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and then the other thing, yesterday, I, I have run through a pasture before with my cousins out in the country and come across the bull. They're bigger sometimes than the Scary. one you saw in the news yesterday Scary. that was running loose with the heifer. They don't like it when you're in their area. But if they're running loose, do you just go, hey, cow? Because they're majestic creatures. I mean, you've seen Elsie the cow. They'll come to you like a dog and follow you around. But what do you do? You find a cow just roaming around. I mean, seriously. 821-WTVN, 800-610-WTVN. All right, now that we've gotten the phone fixed today, which was simply a reboot kind of situation, which is funny, I saw a reboot earlier, uh, which is good. Uh, anyway, uh, Sterling in for John Corby. He and Joe Bradley back on. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Monday here, making sense of stuff on a fine Friday. Later, a smallmouth Bass Brothers coming. Uh, and a birthday game at 535. Cheryl Harrison from Drink Up Columbus. We'll talk to her about booze and uh, beer, maybe that Columbus Ale Trail, and who knows what else. Hang around. That's up about 5.07 here on News Radio 610 WTVN Columbus. Well, 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 here we are just after 5 o'clock into a weekend that for a lot of people is a very short week. If that's the case, good for you. It kind of felt like a Tuesday or um, Wednesday maybe for some, depending, but it's full-on Friday here for John Corby at Sterling, trying to make sense of things. Jock C's over there, too. Get you home or where you got to go with... Pop-up storms, power outages, uh, a runaway monkey at Muirfield, uh, allegedly. All <laughs> I kinds just love of... the way you say that. Well, I mean, it's a monkey on the run. I mean, what are you going to do? Or it's swinging around in the trees. I don't know. I mean, it wants to be free. I, I don't blame it. It's, I, been a long... it's been a short but long week, Sterling, for, I think for both of us. Is that because I... I've been here? Is that what no, it is? I, did not... I no, wear on people. You and I, I have both had a short but long week. Yeah. I, I could use an adult beverage when I get home tonight. Speaking of adult beverages, someone who knows a thing or two about those, she's got the Columbus uh, Ale Trail, and uh, she works for Drink Up Columbus. So she's uh, she's cool. I've talked to her a few times. You might already be familiar with her. She is Cheryl uh, Harrison. Welcome back to News Radio 610 WTVN. How are you? Good. I've already got a beer in my hand, so uh, I'm way ahead of you guys. <laughs> well, that, you know, that's a beautiful thing for you. It's your job. That That's a wonderful deal. Like, if I cracked open a cold one here, i got to come up with a real good story. We're doing a drink and driving story, or we're doing something, you know, and talking to you. Why aren't you here? I guess because you could be actually out drinking somewhere else. I guess that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You would take this option, too, if you had it. I don't blame you if I could get away. Where are you, if you don't mind my asking? Right now I'm at Lineage Brewing in Clintonville. Nice. Um, they just tapped a new IPA called Hungry Eyes PA, and I wanted to check it out. So sipping on it right now. It's really fruit-forward and juicy, and I'm going to get another one here when we're done chatting. Very nice. I, I like that. We only have a minute or so before we do traffic and weather, and then we'll come back to you in a second. But i got to ask, because it seems like when I first moved to Columbus, it was 1999, and there were, obviously, the brewery district. There was a smokehouse up on, on here on Dublin Road, just down the street. Uh, and, and there was a pretty good beer scene then. 
it seems to have obviously just exploded around the country here in Columbus, Cincinnati, Dayton, Cleveland. It's everywhere. How did that happen in short order? Actually, why don't we do this if you can hang on a minute? We'll give you a chance to sort of sound off on that. And, and because you also have something which is the Ale Trail, which I think is nice with your little book where you can sort of – it reminds me of the Reading is Fundamental Summer program when I was a kid <laughs> where you could read these books during the summer and get a free Happy Meal with the stamps. It's kind of like that with the beer dude too, right? Yeah, the- the prizes are way cooler, and the uh, activity that you do to earn it is a little more fun, too. That's true. I, I like the way that sounds. So more with Drink Up Columbus' Cheryl Harrison in a moment. In for Corby at Sterling. Josh over there as well. In for Joe. They're back Monday. Cheryl Harrison, lovely, talented, and already well into the weekend from Drink Up Columbus and uh, the Columbus Ale Trail, uh, hanging out, drinking beers, and uh, talking about that with us, too. We appreciate you making the time. Uh, I, I guess the first thing I have to ask is, how good is Ohio beer? And I sort of asked you a little bit of a question about the explosion of all that, too, before we stop. Sure. So uh, to answer the first question, kind of about how we got here, uh, when we started Drink Up Columbus six years ago, there were five breweries in Columbus. And that was pretty cool. I mean, that was a fair amount of breweries compared to other markets. Uh, but around that time, the Ohio Craft Brewers Association really got going and, and lobbied for some changes that just made it more affordable and easy for breweries to get started. And I think a lot of consumers started becoming a little more familiar with beer styles like a pale ale or an IPA where 10, 15 years ago, that just wasn't that common. So that combination sort of led to the explosion we've seen here. And we are at 37 breweries right now in central Ohio that we have on the Columbus Ale Trail, um, approaching 200 in the state of Ohio and, and over 4,000 nationwide. So oh, that's pretty there's crazy. definitely no shortage of craft beer to choose from. No, and they've, they've really recently, you talk about the changes with legislation. I mean, they've opened it up. You can get the growlers now to go. They, they've made it a lot more friendly to everyday people in, in these smaller breweries that have sort of you know found a way to into a foothold of these big brewer companies sort of gobbling some of them up and also competing in a different way. Absolutely, and there's you know, kind of a pushback on the, the craft brewery side to those big brewery acquisitions. Uh, recently, the National Brewer Association came out with a little logo that they're encouraging actual craft breweries by their definition of craft to put on their packaging so that people know it's not owned by a big conglomerate brewery. So the big breweries, Anheuser-Busch put out a brewery kind of making fun of that and, and saying it's not necessarily indicative of quality, which is absolutely true. But uh, there's a lot of breweries out there like Goose Island or Ballast Point that people think are local craft breweries they're supporting that are actually internationally owned conglomerate breweries. That's sort of, the, I guess, the nature of a lot of things. You can some in, they can let somebody else sort of start up and make good feeling on that brand and get a you know, piece of that action and then just sort of take those revenues. And that gets kind of weird. And people are very protective of that kind of thing, too. I mean, I, I just like something cold that's good, uh, but not everybody has that same feeling. Yeah, a lot of people think of it as kind of an authenticity thing. Um, for me, I'm, I'm certainly happy to enjoy a beer that's owned by a, a large brewery if it's a good beer that I like. But I try to support small and independent breweries as often as possible just because it it's better for the economy. It you know kind of fosters more 
creativity and innovation in the industry than to just have one or two people making all of your beer. How competitive is this now? Because, I mean, Cincinnati has got uh, some huge success with Mad Tree and uh, a lot of the other, Rheingeist, I guess, are the big ones. Dayton has, there was a Warped Wing and some other stuff. And, uh, you know, Columbus has, has got no shortage. I mean, there's a whole bunch of them here. It's crazy. So, I mean, and it seems friendly and it's sort of a good community, but I know there's a lot of fighting for share and, and people are very protective of that, too. Yeah, there's definitely, uh, you know, different different sizes of breweries. So like the brewery I'm at right now, Lineage, is not a brewery that really distributes that much. It's sort of a neighborhood brewery for Clintonville. And so every neighborhood around Columbus and around the state at this point kind of has a brewery that is their neighborhood brewery. And so uh, there's plenty of room for that size of brewery still. It's just the the big regional or national breweries. There's just not going to be a lot more of those emerging at this point because there is too much competition. A lot of and creativity. It's very cost prohibitive. It is. I mean, it's very costly in some cases to sort of get these things going. Uh, the creativity that goes into some of these uh, recipes and stuff that goes with it, of all the stuff, and you spent, I mean, this is your business, tasting these and, and uh, traveling around and doing this. What has really just made you go, wow, this is something special that's maybe new for the summer? Because there's a lot of the summer ales. I love the IPAs now, like you were talking about. I mean, I just do. It's ridiculous. Sure. Yeah, there's there's so many good beers here in Columbus. Um, for me, I tend to go with some, some go-tos in my fridge, like Columbus IPA. Um, I have a lot of actual brewing photon, which is kind of a, a light lager for people who are maybe more Miller Lite or Bud Light drinkers to, to have around. Um, so I like to try to keep a, a good diverse style around because I tend to go IPA heavy, but that scares a lot of people away. And I'd rather have people find a, a beer that they enjoy than than force them upon my very hop heavy palate. I, I like the hops too. Now, do you brew on your own as well? Because I have some friends. I mean, they're, they're sort of they love going out and finding new things, but they also try to come up with their own recipes. I have never home brewed. I did get to help out in a uh, Women's International Brew Day collaboration earlier this year at. Weasel Boy Brewing in Zanesville, so we came together with um, all the, the local women who are in the beer scene and brewed a grisette, which is kind of a, a Belgian style, and we used Ohio Spice Bush and Ohio Papa Berries in it, so that was a really cool process to get to, I mean, to be honest, they let me press a button, but well, that's all right. <laughs> it was cool. I felt like I was part of it, you know. Absolutely. I've been trying to convince them to let me do Red, White, and Boom in that deal, and they just look at me and scoff and go, who are you, by the way? And So, I mean, you know, if I could make a beer, it would be much better to sit back and watch some fireworks that way. Uh, Drink Up Columbus's Cheryl Harrison with us. She's also one of those behind, if not the full-on deal, a Columbus Ale Trail thing. How did you start that? And I mentioned it like the library thing as a kid where you would, you know, read so many books. This is really getting a sampling of a whole bunch of stuff in Central Ohio. Yeah, so about three years ago, uh, myself and, and three other local business owners who work in the craft beer space came across a similar type of program in another city. And at that point, we had 20 breweries in Columbus. And it just seemed like such a great way to give people a chance to explore the breweries and reward them for supporting local businesses. So uh, the book, which we have volume three out now, it comes out every May during Craft Beer Week. You can pick up a free copy of the book at any local brewery every single brewery is participating this year make a purchase they'll give you a stamp in your book if you get all 37 stamps which you have a whole year to do you'll get a tasting tray and five glasses that's nice you get a cool little set so you can have a 
bottle share with your friends after you're done. That's a pretty cool deal. Now, I have to ask, uh, because one, somebody asked me about how long you can keep beer, and then I have to ask about some booze stuff aside from that. So as far as beer either in or out of a refrigerator, how long does that go? It really depends on the style. If you have something that's a darker style or you know a, a barrel-aged beer, those you can pretty much age as long as you want. You definitely don't want to age them on their side, though. It'll create kind of a sediment breakout, and it'll really damage the flavor. So you always want to sit your beers straight up if they're in bottles. Good to now, know. If you're drinking a beer like a, an IPA or something really fresh and hop-forward, those you want to drink as fresh as possible. They're, they're not really that good after several weeks. Gotcha. Now, the story the other day that came out that was bewildering, there's a, a former uh, Australian warship, and it, it's traveled around the world a number of times, been in battle and everything else. Somebody had a, a bottle of, of Canadian whiskey that they threw in some weird place, like probably to hide so they didn't get busted for drinking on the job or something. <laughs> and, and it's been there apparently 35 years. And I'm like, well, how long? And you talk about, like, aged whiskeys, bourbons, whatever else. And I'm like, okay, well, how long does that actually last if it's in a bottle? The same kind of thing with the beer? Does that affect it on its side? Did we it is how hot and how cold it's maintained um i think with liquor it's a <coughs> excuse me it's a lot longer of a shelf life for most part i think most liquors are fine if you leave them uh and they're they all need to be separated on their side as much as, as the beer does but most liquors as long as they're not opened aren't going to change that much over five or ten years 35 years might be a little bit different of a story but if you've opened it you should probably try to consume it in the next few months just because It'll start to evaporate parts of it off, and you'll change the flavor a little bit. See, I came across a, a, a bottle of tequila mezcal. A guy called earlier said it was fine. Still has the worm in it. It's unopened. It's 25, almost 25 years old. Uh, would you take a taste of that, or, or would you be scared? Are we sharing it? Yeah. I'm yeah. In. All right. Well, I'll bring that up here. We'll do that another time. I, I appreciate uh, what you're doing and sharing some information about the brews in central Ohio and elsewhere and making yourself available. Uh, Cheryl Harrison from Drink Up Columbus and Columbus Ale Trail. Uh, you can just throw the at symbol in front of that on Twitter. Follow her or check mine out at Sterling Radio and get in touch. Thank you. I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. Yeah, thanks, Sterling. Cheers. Talk to you soon. Cheers to you. Sterling coming back after the news for John Corby. We'll have that birthday game, plus a little bit more beer speak, but Maiden is a part of that. That is Iron Maiden. Sterling and Josh for John and Joe. After the news, this fine Friday into the weekend with News Radio 610 WTVN. You know, it'd be really nice if we actually had our host Sterling in studio. What is going on here? Scott Jennings, are we going to have to do this by ourselves, my man? No, Good thing you caught me because I just got done recording in here, so. Jeez, Excuse look me. at this. Nobody's prepared. I'm the only one sitting I got here. mobbed in the hallway. I'm like, I got to go. We've got way more important things to do around It's here. the birthday game. I'm sorry. I apologize for being I unprepared. I even hesitated to start playing the music, just thinking I'll give him like an extra half a second or two. Would it, you feel better if it was the music that was driving me away? I don't know. No, I'm, just I'm sorry. Mea culpa, mea culpa. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. See, I don't know how to pull that off without, you know, like, because they always say don't peel back. What is it? The fourth wall of... Don't look behind the curtain here I, with the wizard. I have to work really hard at filtering anything. So, I mean, you know, you take it for what it is. So, anyway, apologies. It's Sterling for Corby. Josh over there. You heard Mr. Jennings. And Jennings, is, uh, Jennings always does Fridays on the birthday challenge. This is our Friday afternoon tradition. I don't know I'm why still freaked I out to do that. Let me ask you this, though. Uh, Mr. Jennings, in the summertime, what possessed you to grow the beard? Because in the winter, I grew mine for the first time. I didn't shave for like six months, which was awesome. Well, I didn't start growing this in the summer. I grew this last fall, started growing it last fall. Okay, so. there you go. And I'm now, because part of it's laziness, I'm starting to like let it grow back, but I, I try to trim it. 
because I realize that it's going to look really weird if I shave it all off now right? because I got a weird tan. Well, I trim it every once in a while just to make sure it grows evenly. Yes. There you go. Got to keep right. it looking good. I have probing questions, don't you know? <laughs> all right. All right I, let's I get to the birthday deal. I don't want to more about Jennings' beard, dude. Let's just go. God, <laughs> well, it's not like Link from like the Mod Squad or whatever right. else. You I know, mean, what? you know It's not like the uh, some other person in the building who has some strong beard game. Dude, who is that guy out. with the crazy beard that's like Mitch. three feet long? That would be, that, that's that'd Mitch? be Mitch in engineering. Yeah, okay, Mitch I didn't realize. I, didn't, I saw him. I didn't even know who it was. That's... He also played in the uh, band at OSU. He got to dot the I once. I know, Mitch, but I didn't realize it was him. I was so fixed. Said I'm distracted by the. It's almost to the ground. It's too. He could braid it and beat it with rubber bands and have it just be like the the dead King uh, Lou Albano. I'm glad this two minutes of beer beard talk has been taking up the birthday game. Well, we've already had beer talk today, so well, I mean, beers, booze, and uh, beards. I think that's good. And now birthdays. There's a whole lot of bees. Okay, but there there are. This list is terrible, but not not this one. We'll start. We'll start with the best one. He is the. Beetle that some wish, well, he's Ringo Starr. I'll just leave it at that. Ringo's the man. How old is Ringo? We'll start with uh, you there, Sterling. 73. Jennings, what do you think? About 75. You're close, Jennings. 77. Okay. Ringo is 77. Uh, She won a gold medal for the U.S. in uh, figure skating. Uh, Michelle Kwan. Mm, Yes. Very, very talented lady. Wow. Jennings? I'll start the bidding at 31. Okay, higher or lower? I'll go, I'll go, uh, I'm going to say lower. Mm. Am I wrong? You're going the wrong direction. This game sucks. Michelle Kwan is 37 (laughs) years old. Older, okay. Well, I I don't feel so bad and lecherous because I was going, how old is she? Because I think I was like, oh, she's a cutie. Yeah, that was like the 92 Olympics when she did that. I mean, that was a while. It was. Yeah, because they, they're like in their that teens. Was, that was not that. the same uh, Olympics with Kerrigan in the pipe to the knee with. Uh, no, that might maybe it was a different year, ninety eight. I, I, I don't know. Whatever. Either way. Um, Happy he, birthday. He is best known as the former leader of the Tonight Show Orchestra, Doc Severinsen. The man. He's uh, a good trumpeter. I would say he's eighty two. How about 76? Boy, you're not even close, Jennings. 90. Doc is 90. <laughs> I'm the winner. You're the winner on I'm that one, I'm the winner. One, one of three or four or whatever. And don't say it's weak. Doc Severinsen is the man. I'm not. I, okay. You're right. I apologize. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure th- these are AA++ list celebrities we're dealing with today. Severinsen. So much so Juan. that Jennings is over there doing something on another computer. Candy Crush. I'm writing my next newscast while I'm doing He's doing this. Tetris. He's multitasking. <laughs> that's how All hard right. the birthday challenge is. Jennings can write a newscast. Either that or that's how weak his news writing game is. <laughs> wow, that's that brutal too. bad. <laughs> is that all the, the birthdays? No, we got two more. Calm down. Seriously? <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Uh, one of my favorite comedians, uh, he's he's just funny all around. He's also been on a, lot, a bunch of different TV shows like That 70s Show. Jim Gaffigan has I the like great him. Hot Pockets joke. I yeah. like him. He's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, James, I believe you get to start this one. Jim Gaffigan. I will say uh, 55. Okay. Uh, first of all, you call this a low-rent B or C list of birthdays. Gaffigan's a gamer, too. Yeah, a talented like guy, him. and he works clean, which, you know, you can't hold that against him. Uh, I'll say 53. Uh, you win, 51. No. You're closest to There him. you go. I'm tying it up. This is getting better. <laughs> this game doesn't suck after all. I'm surprised all. you're keeping score. <clears throat> I'm not really. That's the no, thing. I have no two. idea. Is it two and two? <laughs> two and two. You've so only done four? This is the fifth one. It seems like six, eight, You talked about beards for six minutes. And beer. <laughs> Man, how about the Iron Maiden beer? We'll get to that. All right. All right, for the win. Yeah. 
she had to hear the phrase, here's Johnny, Shelly Duvall from The Shining and Popeye. And Mm -hmm. how old is actress Shelly Duvall Sterling? Wow. Uh, I'm going to say she's probably 68. You win on wow. the nose, buddy. What? On the nose. They didn't give me a chance. Walk off in the bottom of the nose. You win. How you did I know off. that? I'm, that? I'm a big that's winner. That's how you win the week. You <laughs> win I'm the, the big winner. Challenge. You're a big winner, too. Don't worry about it. See, I'm here when I'm supposed to be here because I was supposed to be here for sports. And well, I'm here for sports. I guess I pro- this will probably be my last time here. So, uh, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I've quit jobs in strange ways before, but I usually give notice. Uh, I, I didn't mean to just, like, walk out. But maybe I resigned and don't know. It could be the last time after seven today. Who knows? I don't think Corby so. Corby and Joe will be back on Monday. Everything will be right with the world. Dude, I don't know. We're desperate. We're hard up for talent here. Why do you think you're here in the first place? You, wow. <laughs> Cheryl Harrison better get back when we start drinking. Let's let's get this going. This hurts I'm, too much. I can't deal with it oh, emotionally. Sterling, we, I love you. Yeah, I hear you. I, I hear we, you. all of us, the whole bill. Well, you do. You walk in, people go, hey, Sterling. I walk in, people go, huh. It's because I'm rarely here. I understand. I mean, that. I can't get away from me, and if I could get away from me, believe me, I've tried. News Radio 610 WTBN is Corby's show. Sterling keeping the sea warm, as we mentioned earlier. Joe and John on Monday will return rested and relaxed, and everything will be all right. I appreciate the opportunity to get back here, even though I may have blown it. We'll see how that goes. I have to mention this. I teased it, and uh, we talked beer earlier, but we ran out of time with Cheryl Harrison about all kinds of great beer in central Ohio and around the rest of Ohio, and uh, that's very cool. Later, we get, of course, the Small Mouth Bass Brothers coming up, but I'm an Iron Maiden fan as a kid, and those guys... I've been making music for a long time. I don't know if you, if you like Iron Maiden or not, but maybe you like beer. Uh, it's going to be here in the States before long. But they, they, this is their second effort at putting out some type of ale. Uh, they got together this place called Robinson's Brewery, and they have a new, what they're calling, hallowed beer, like hallowed uh, the song and one of theirs. So that, that's kind of cool. Apparently, uh, that, that's worth checking out. It's some type of Belgian-style beer. They're calling it hallowed, so... That's nice. They sold something like 15 million pints or so of this Trooper beer that came out about four or five years ago, which is a pretty astounding bit of uh, beverage. So that's nice. I just thought I'd share that. Anytime I could mention Iron Maiden on the radio, I feel good about it. And anytime we can play it, I feel even better about that, too. But uh, that's kind of nice. You know what I wanted to do here, because we're short on time, uh, but I think it's of great interest. Because I found this bottle of tequila that was given to me as a, a going-away gift when I took a job in New Orleans a long time ago, and I'd forgotten about it. I didn't travel with it. I'd left it in storage in a climate-controlled kind of thing, and I found it a, about a month and a half ago, and it's a bottle of a mezcal, and it's got the, the little mealworm in there. And then I'm like, man, I, I should I drink this? Should I open it up? And I'd forgotten even again about it because I was like, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I, I've heard it's all right. And then the story about this Australian warship, their Navy vessel, that somebody had stashed a bottle of Canadian whiskey on that they found when they were doing some maintenance on it or tearing it down in some fashion. And that's like 35 years old that had been there. So I'm wondering if you've got beer or liquor stashed someplace that you've come across. How old is it? Did you drink it? I remember as a kid when my buddies finding beer like in the freezer or refrigerator in the garage that was their dad's or their grandpa's like, hey, man, we should drink it. I'm like, nah, man, you got to get permission. You can't just drink that. And it's like, oh, it's old. It's a collectible can. I said, you're not going to open the collectible can. I had some friends that were a little on the weird side. But do you have anything that you've come across like that? I had two weeks ago. I went up to Cleveland to go see uh, a dear friend of mine, and 
He gave me scotch that was older than I am. Thirty. He gave me thirty-seven-year-old scotch, and it was like the smoothest, most fantastic scotch I've ever had. And I'm not even a scotch guy. I'd prefer a bourbon. But I was like, dude, this stuff you can't even. It's like you because know, usually you do scotch, and it's like you feel the burn. Yeah, you uh, pay for it. it you it do. can be the good stuff. But now this is something that he had held on to. That he long? held on to. He had had. He came across this bottle uh, because he had been doing a tour of. Uh, this is the same factory that does uh, like Buffalo Springs whiskey and their bourbon and all this. And anyway, he'd been doing He came across his bottle like back in December. He held on to us just enough so I could have a snifter's worth worth of it. A little snort. Just a little bit. He saved it for me because he knew I would appreciate an old good fine liquor like mm, that. That sounds good. 821-WTVN, 800-610-WTVN, the phone number. You can follow along at Sterling Radio on Twitter. There you go. See, talk about Maiden. Think about drinking some Maiden beverage. You get to hear a little Iron Maiden into the weekend. Sterling for Corby. Josh over there. Mr. Jennings, so just to my left, ready to give you your 6 o'clock report. And... The Small Mouth Brothers version of the Big Bass Brothers coming up after the news. So hang out at Sterling here on News Radio 610 WTVN, Columbus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.